Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the crib, we got breaking news coming out of Boston. Danny Ainge retiring as vice president. Brad Stevens, the head coach, getting promoted. Getting reactions in a second. Also, Dame Dollar put on a historical performance last night, but it wasn't enough. And LeBron and the Lakers on the brink of elimination. All that and more coming up. Let's get it. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Hope everyone is enjoying their day. Man, we're seeing some good basketball. We're getting some good NBA playoff basketball here. I'm excited. Some series coming down to the wire. Some series wide open now. We got Joel Embiid injured. Parsi torn meniscus. Wizards won game four. They'll play again tonight. Nobody in the NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0, but you never know what can happen in a seven-game series. It's not college. We're not March Madness now. It's not the play-in games. Anything can happen. One key injury can turn a series around at the snap of a finger. And with the fans being back in the building, loud, packed, a little obnoxious, we're having some little fan incidents. And some of these NBA games lately, a little too wild. We had a, that's what happened in the last Wizard game. Fan got tackled. So, hey, Washington needs to uh, get that security guard into, into, you know, camp. Made a heck of a tackle on that crazy fan. But anyways, let's get into some of this basketball talk. Um, First topic we want to get into is the Brad Stevens situation with Danny Ainge in Boston. So, as we know, Boston got eliminated last night by the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn beat them in five. So it's a first-round exit for Boston. And this is a team in the last, aside from this year, three last four years, they've been balanced in the conference finals in the East. And with these teams getting better, we may have some moves now. Boston has underachieved. Danny Ainge has stepped down. Well, he's retiring from vice president of football operations, being the head decision maker. Brad Stevens is stepping away from the coaching part to take his place in the front office as the new president of basketball operations. So it's a weird move because I've never seen a head coach step aside to take on that role before. But Danny Ainge is a heck of an executive. Phenomenal. He got one uh, ring there as he was in the frosty game there 2003. So in 2003 season when he took over, he, won, he brought the big three in. Remember that amazing roster? Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, the first of the you know big threes and people joining forces, I guess you could say, was Boston. Did it first before Miami Heat did it with Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh. But Danny Ainge made that move. They went to another championship loss to Kobe and the Lakers, but they did beat him and got that one ring during his tenure there. 
But like I said, the interesting thing is Brad Stevens stepping away. I thought if they didn't make kind of run, they kind of got a raw deal in the first round place, you know, and facing Brooklyn. But I thought he may be fired because they've underachieved. He's been the head coach for eight years. The whole organization, I guess, pretty much in Danny Ainge's played a part in this, partially his fault. They had all those assets and draft picks, and they kind of didn't really do much with them, aside when they already had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the roster, right? There was a big move. Remember, it was supposed to be Anthony Davis trying to go to Boston, but Anthony Davis ended up going to L.A. with LeBron instead. That was supposed to be a big move that Boston may have done to maybe help them win that next championship. But it didn't happen. So Brad Stevens, eight years in Boston. Like I said, three of the last four years, they've lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. And with the emergence of Brooklyn and Milwaukee and now Philadelphia, Boston is no longer in that top you know, echelon of the Eastern Conference. But whoever takes this team over, you got two young kids that aren't even 25 yet. Tatum and Brown aren't even 25 years old. And look at the impact these two young guys have made on this team. Some of the moves haven't worked out. They tried to bring in Evan Fournier on a trade deadline. This year, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. They're going to have to figure out what to do with this roster. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams. You know, he is uh, eligible for an extension. Robert Williams is. But, like... This roster could see a big-time overhaul. Even Kemba Walker, who they brought in when Kyrie Irving left to try to fulfill that spot. In his injury history, he was injured again in this series. So it was basically Jason Tatum out there by himself. Jalen Brown got hurt before the playoffs. So now Kemba Walker and his knee injury history, you're probably going to try to move on for him. So we'll see what Brad Stevens does in the... Fr- being in the front office now, we'll see how that relationship still works with the players. Because, in my opinion, I kind of saw a little bit of friction. Maybe not with maybe the veteran players a little bit. With Brad Stevens, this seemed, didn't seem to fit. Something was going on these last two years. You know, they get Gordon Hayward go this past year. There was always thought, hey, he's favoring him over the other guys. You know, other little things going on in the locker room. So maybe it's smart for him to get out of that head coaching role. We'll see how he does in the front office. We've got, like I said, we've got some major decisions to make for this team. We've got a first-round exit this year and how to get them back in the Eastern Conference when you got Brooklyn, who thinks like they're going to have a long tenure together with KD, James Harden, and Kyrie and dominating, of course, Milwaukee and the emergence of Philly. But uh, we'll see what happens now. Who's going to be the head coach? One guy I want to keep an eye on, who I actually think is going to get interviewed and is a strong possibility, is Chauncey Billups. He was supposed to get a head coaching job like last year. He's been in the talks of uh, you know, the head coaching circles for a while now. He was supposed to be, I think he even interviewed for the next coaching job before Tom Thibodeau took that over too. But he's interviewed around the least, maybe in the Clippers, I I think he did too, if not, memory serves me right, Um, before they went with their Tyron Lue and everybody. Uh, 
But, like, he is a head coaching candidate. Should be for Boston. Because I expect him to get a head coaching job pretty damn soon in the NBA. And look at the run of former players. We have Steve Nass, who never was a head coach before. Get the job in Brooklyn and get handed all those players. A lot of former players are starting to get jobs in college and the NBA. It seems like that's the way that everybody's going. But Chauncey Billups has done coaching, so... I see that as a big candidate to for everyone to look out. Chauncey Billows possibly being Boston Celtic head coach. We'll see how it unfolds and what the organizations uh, decides to do and who they want to bring in. Maybe they want to bring in an established coach already. Somebody, you never know because the postseason is not over. There's going to be a lot more moves in the NBA offseason. Maybe a candidate from one of these teams that are in the playoffs currently becomes available and they look at it that way. So, moving on to the next topic. We got to get into it. This is one of the most historical performances I've ever seen. This is Michael Jordan-esque like. This was Kobe Bryant-esque like. Like, this was insane. And the player I'm talking about is you know who it is. You guessed it. Dame Williard. Damien, Dame Dollar, it's Dame time again. Like, I really cannot believe what I witnessed last night. But the worst part about it was they ended up losing in double overtime to the Nuggets. And now they're down 3-2 in the series with game six going back to Portland. So it kind of diminishes this insane performance by Damian Lillard. Let's get into the stats. You know, they lost in double overtime to the Nuggets by a final of 147 to 140. Damian Lillard, 55 points. Franchise record, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. He was 17 of 24 overall from the field. He was 12 of 17 from 3. Playoff record. It was insane. At the end of regulation, he hits the th- go ahead th- or he t- hits the tie, you know, for the three and hits it with about three seconds left to go in the game. Boom, puts him in the overtime. In overtime, looks like the Portland is done for. There's no chance. Dame, three. Dame, three. I'm like, this is everything this guy is shooting right now, it doesn't matter where it is, how he's doing it. It's just going in. And then he hits the, does it again in overtime to propel the Blazers another chance. He hits the three again to tie it back up. Another overtime. You know, like, it, this, the juice kind of ran out a little bit, I guess. He missed that one, but nobody else on Portland could do anything. CJ McCom, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 7 of 22 from the field. He had a costly turnover at the end, stepping out of bounds when Portland was still trying to be in it, when they were throwing like the whole entire team at Dame Miller so he could get rid of the ball. Robert Covington, an, another guy he missed. I don't know what he was thinking sometimes, but he missed two damn dunks in the overtime periods. He tried to Throw it down so damn hard he misses it. So he was a little, you know, out of sync, it seemed like, in the overtime periods, even at the end of the fourth quarter. 
But let's give some credit to the Denver Nuggets. Let's give them some credit. Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, 38 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Michael Porter Jr., 26 points, 12 rebounds. And Morris off the bench, hit him up with 28. Everybody was on fire. Nobody was missing in this damn game. Aside from Portland, Denver Nuggets had a, a great contribution from about eight, nine players, like solid performances. That equaled what Dame did. Because nobody else on Portland could do anything. They were trailing by 22 points. And he came back. Did everything. <laughs> he had 17 out of the 19 points in the overtime periods. Check out that stat. They did not make anything. I think they were 1 of 14 from the field in overtime. If your name was a Damian Lillard. Like, that's horrible. Nurkic left. Oh, man. Portland is now on the brink of elimination. Despite this historical performance. This was like Michael Jordan in, what was it, like 86? Dropping 63 on Larry Bird in the Celtics in a playoff game he lost. <laughs> but Larry Bird came out and called him Jesus. Donovan Mitchell and the Jamal Murray in the bubble last year. Remember Donovan Mitchell dropped 57 on him? They lost. Sometimes these, you just seem so defeated. And that's what it looked like, you know, in Dame's post-game conference. He was just like, man, I put everything out there. He did. This is one of the most historical performers I've ever seen, especially in a loss. This is something you don't see. You got to come out with a win. Somebody else step up. Melo, where you at? And it's Canner, Norman Powell, CJ McCollum, Covington. Like, help. Old boy Dame Dollar out. Like, it sucks that they lost this game. And now they're one game away from being eliminated in the playoffs. Versus a Denver Nugget team that's without Jamal Murray, their star point guard. Like, this team has come together. And Dame's over here like, this helped me out a little bit. Can I just get one other guy to at least score 20 for me? Can we get at least that? Can we get a little better bench production? Can we do something? Because now you got to win two in a row. Game six back in Portland. We'll see what happens. But if I'm Dame, I feel your pain. <laughs> Feeling defeated after giving out one of the most, like, it was, you had to watch it. It was on NBA TV. It wasn't the national one, like, on TNT or something, or ABC or ESPN. They had the game on NBA TV. Not many people seem to get it. You missed out. If you weren't watching this. Because the other one we're seeing, uh, Lakers and Suns, man, they were getting, that one was horrible. <laughs> that was a blowout. Meanwhile, this game's going on. You nonstop scoring. Denver Nuggets or it's on fire. But man, it's not a one man show. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> like, 
poor guy, man. Portland plays his heart out. It seems this tandem of him and CJ McCollum have been around for, jeez, how long has it been now? Six, seven, eight years together? You got to get this done. Get out of the first round. You got to come back. It's a very good possibility. At least the next question. It, can they come back in this series? Can they win the next two games? Does Dame have enough in the tank after playing 52 minutes last night? Or maybe it was more. Like, him and CJ McCollum play 50-plus minutes. Like, do they have enough left? And the way the series is going, I'm a little nervous to say yes. But I believe in Dame Lillard. I believe in this team. They got to get to the next round. They got to beat this Nuggets team, the Joker, MVP. Hey, he's no slouch for nothing. Dame is the MVP of this series. Dame has got to come out on top. And if he pulls us off, people better put some respect on his name. I believe he can do it. I believe Portland can do it. I'm picking him to win it in the seventh game. So, seven-game series is going, and they're going to win that seventh game and win this series in advance. I want them to. I want to see it. At least for Dame, man. At least for him. So, let's hop into the next topic. We got LeBron James and those Lakers. They are now on the brink of elimination as they got blown out in Game 5 by the Phoenix Suns by a final of 115-85. to Yes, you heard that right. The Suns beat him by 30 in a crucial game five. One note to make about the game, Anthony Davis did not play. So, this Lakers team, LeBron James the leader, what happened? No defense was even getting played at all. And you knew what was going to happen the first like seven, eight minutes of the game. There was no energy. They conceded. They gave in. I mean, they were down 30 at half, 66 to 36. That was the halftime score. Devin Booker came out and dropped 18 in the first quarter by himself. Where were the Lakers' defenses at? Nowhere to be found. Booker finished the game with 30 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Chris Paul, 9 points, 6 assists in 23 minutes. He looked like he did re-injure that shoulder on a box out. So again... We may have another injury problem with Phoenix as they take a 3-2 lead going into game six. So Chris Paul's healthy. The Phoenix have this series. If they don't, the Lakers are going to have this series. I thought if, if everybody was healthy, like Anthony Davis was healthy, like I said, I had the Lakers in six. Suns would get it one. Suns, if they're without Chris Paul, can win two games, and that would be it. So the series has shifted game to game because of injury, because of momentum. It, it's, it's a great series. And that's what keeps <laughs> Like, when you make a prediction, and it kind of gets taken. You got to make it game by game, even though the series, because injuries. Will AD play next game? Will he not? Because here's, here's the final stats here for the Lakers. LeBron, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. 
Most of that came in the second half with garbage time. Got a little pad in the stats a little bit. He really only had like 12 points, but we'll leave it at that. But the most mind-boggling thing about the Lakers, this is what I really want to get into. Frank Vogel, the head coach. All right. Why bring in Montrez Harrell, who won the sixth man of the year, and not play him? Especially if Anthony Davis is hurt. He's the energy guy. He was he started so many games. He played well when AD was hurt initially before the playoffs. Why not play him? Why are you sitting him in favor of Andre Drummond and Marcus Saul? Especially where Marcus Saul is at at this point in his career. How you I know Marcus Saul can hit threes here and there. It's not the greatest three points shooter, but we know he can hit him. You spread the floor a little bit more. But Montrez Harrell's your guy in the paint. That's going to get you those rebounds. Gets you a few hard fouls. Like, you know, wrestle and own the paint. Get physical with the guys. Especially on defense. Why aren't you playing him? It doesn't make sense to me. He ended up getting, I think, 12 minutes in this past game with nine points. But they were blown out by the time he even entered the game. That was the second half when he played. I don't understand that decision making. He has to, I would start him or have him come off the bench quick for Andre Drummond, like six minutes to go in the first quarter. Like, have him come in with that second team. So, it just doesn't make sense. And the other mind boggling thing from this game, we can't put all the blame on him, on the head coach. Can't put all the blame on LeBron. You got to put a lot of blame on Dennis Schroeder and Caldwell Pope. Both of those guys, donuts, goose eggs, like nada, zero points, zero. Dennis Schroeder is supposed to be the third best player on the team. Zero? Caldwell Pope set out uh, game four, but he was played in game five, 16 minutes, no points. Schroeder, 26 minutes. 0-9 from the field? No points? What's going on? How do you have no points? Zero. Zero? <laughs> That's hard to believe. I, I, I'm looking at him like, he didn't make a field goal? He didn't even go to the free throw line once or twice? Dennis Schroeder had zero points? Kadavius Caldwell-Pope has zero points. Kuzma showed up a little bit. He has some freaky moments too, but he dropped 15. He showed up kind of, I guess. Because Dennis Schroeder scored zero points. Hey, where's Rondo? You missing Rondo? You got Schroeder over Rondo. This year instead of last year. So that could be a (laughs) mistake in itself. But... Uh, glaring fat for the for the game fact, um, Lakers shot thirty four percent from the field. Suns shot forty five percent. So there's your difference. They were just hitting on all cylinders, especially in that first half. And the Lakers just had no shot. LeBron, like they play with no urgency. When your big star is out, once you want to play with some kind of urgency, so it's all mind. This is mind boggling to me. So, do the Lakers have a shot? Can they come back? Can they win the next two games? Same question I asked about the Blazers. I never want to count LeBron out. 
He's never lost a first-round series. He's 14-0 all time. This is the first time he lost two games in a row. Like, can it finally happen? And Chris Paul, AD, is AD going to play in game six? Or is he going to be wearing street clothes? Or maybe Anthony Street Clothes Davis. <laughs> Charles Barkley called him that on the TNT broadcast, and I started dying. Anthony, yeah, call Anthony Street, Street, Anthony Street uh, Clothes Davis, because he's always in street clothes. <laughs> I thought it was freaking hilarious, because Draymond Green was in the studio with them doing the uh, highlights and stuff for TNT last night. So it was so funny, man. You're Draymond Green, like, oh man, I know he's talking about. It was kind of a little silence. Yes, Ernie. Don't have Chuck explain that. Like, come on. <laughs> Anthony Street Clothes Davis, will he play? Do the Lakers have a shot? And if AD's out, uh, they don't. Can you get a historical performance of LeBron? He's got to be more uh, aggressive, drop 40 plus for his Lakers team to have a chance if AD doesn't play. Chris Paul doesn't play this even. Kind of evens it out a little bit, but I will still take the Suns. The Suns can't mess this up. This is their first time in a long, long time. They've been relevant. This first time in a long, long time. <laughs> they have a chance to knock off the defending champs. So I think the Lakers are in trouble. I think the Suns wrap it up in game six. And that's it. Both. Teams in the NBA Finals last year would be home. Miami Heat got swept by the Bucks, and Lakers would be eliminated in Game 6. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. Thank you for joining me, your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian, here on Sports Talk from the Crib. FTHE, Feel the Heat Entertainment. Be sure to check out that official website where you can stream the podcast and check out the sports blog and also the merch store. As feeltheheatent.com for all your latest updates and news. Remember to check us out on social media too at Feel the Heat Entertainment. That's Feel the Heat ENT on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and the YouTube channel. And also, we got new FTHE gaming videos coming to that YouTube channel as well. So be on the lookout for that. And hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you for joining me here again. Remember, available on all streaming platforms. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace out.